Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey guys, welcome back to the Art of Craftsmanship podcast. My name is Dustin, and I'm here with my brother and co-host, Devin. Hello. Devin, what do you got for us today? The slander of some people is as great a recommendation as the praise of others. That's it. Mm, Short and mm, sweet. Mm. Yeah, man, that's a good. I I like that one. Um, and and the the short uh, quotes are easier for me to like grasp and think about. <laughs> when you got those long ones, I'm like trying to try to pull it all in and have something right. to say about it. <laughs> if you guys don't know, Devin does not tell me what these quotes are before we record, so it's just on the fly. But I like that the slander of some people is just as good as the praise of others. Is that what it is? Yeah, the great great of a recommendation. Because uh, we're, we were, I was thinking of recommendation quotes, because we're going to go through some of that today. Just uh, yeah. super recommend, recommendation special. Um, yeah. All types of stuff. We just wanted to think about what we like and what we could put good, positive, awesome things out there into the universe. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I like that. It's, uh, And I guess, I don't know, It's it's not like we're getting slandered, but uh, people <laughs> all deal with that, you know? Right. I guess what is it? Uh, It's like any, um, any, what, any advertisement is good advertisement. What's that saying? Any, uh, um, but yeah, that's like, you know, if you're getting, uh, slandered, right. It's still people talking about you. Right. Right. So, 
And and I know you're all about that because you love uh, you love giving those like false recommendations. You're like, this is a recommendation, but I'm going to complain about this. <laughs> <laughs> I do have complaints. If we want, I can do anti recommendations <laughs> yeah. this week. We'll just go back and forth. I'll do recommendations, and then you do you slander people, <laughs> <You're> just shitting <laughs> on people all episode. <laughs> this is what grind my gears. <laughs> I've got a bunch. <laughs> it was that we did the uh, <clears throat> the um. Festivus special with our brothers, <laughs> and we're all like Drew and Derek and I were like, you know, we don't really have many. And you're like, oh no, you're like, I've got oh, plenty. I'm loaded. <laughs> got Here we go. Of <laughs> it all pisses me off. <laughs> oh, I, uh, I, I guess I wasn't gonna get into it, but I, I can real quick about like things that piss you off. Um, <laughs> what's the uh, oh, a uh, Bill Maher? Yeah, he has his show on HBO. And he, I, he's the same one. Is that Bill Maher? Is the is he the one from uh, Mandalorian? Is that Bill no, Maher, is that? no, no. That's that's Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Okay. Yeah, that's close enough. Come on, the name. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, yeah, but Bill Maher's the political <laughs> like, guy. No. Well, it's, oh, yeah, one, okay. one's a comedian. I well, I guess Bill Maher's a comedian, but um, <laughs> All right. oh no, he just said like. Like I said, I don't always like him. Sometimes he's good, sometimes he's not. But whatever. But he is—he comes up with some pretty good points. And uh, one was, if if he hears uh, "We're all in it together one more time," <laughs> he can't stand it anymore. And then he, his first point was, "You say we're all in it together, but uh, half the country is sitting at home in their PJs, um, ordering food, and the other half is delivering it." <laughs> the whole it's like everyone's revolved around food yeah <laughs> uh, that's the one that's the one uh the part of our economy that has thrived <laughs> right the order in capability of food and and everything else that's why uh amazon is killing it like it is i will tell you though but you know just just having to use more online ordering like I've gotten good at it. <laughs> it's very easy to buy things online. It's like a little too easy sometimes. Oh yeah. Like oh, I kind of need this. Look, it's right there at the, my fingertip. <laughs> Bye. And then it's on my doorstep, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I really need that. Can I send this back easily? No. Now I got to go and find a package and put it back in the mail. It sucks. Until they get you. <laughs> yeah. I, I. Yeah. I was driving today. And I, I. I was. Yeah. That's one of the things that was pissing me off. It was all these commercials, like. We know you care about your family more than ever, and we want you to know we're here for you. And then at the end of the commercial, they try to sell you a new roof. <laughs> yeah, right. You're like, what? <laughs> Stop. You're already saying it's a tough time and no one has money. Yeah. Don't you want to protect your home? It's more important now than ever. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that was, man, That it did really get on my nerves. Like, everyone who was... I don't want to call it like jumping on the COVID bandwagon, but mm. like everybody is playing our, at your emotions in right. this situation. And it was like, shut up. Like, don't tell me about how you're, you, you're, you're on board with, you know, <laughs> how, you know, we're all together in this. Like, I don't care about that. Just tell me about your product. You know? right, like, right. like, don't just jump on board and make your, try to seem like you're, you've always been this way. You know, it's like, and, yeah. and, you know, I am, I'm like a huge, huge proponent for, um, 
you know, equality, but I mean, everyone who's like jumping on the, on the like bandwagon of the black lives matter. I feel like so many people are like trying to take advantage of that in different ways. Oh to, yeah. Like, well make their companies seem really mm-hmm. good. I'm like, like what? None of this matters. Like you are a company that is here for people. We're all people. Like you don't have to try to jump on this bandwagon to make, <laughs> make some of us feel better about it. Like, Oh, it's so annoying. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's whatever movement comes through, right? It's, it's yeah. whatever, uh, uh, movement of the the moment and not to say some of them don't have uh value but the, right. yeah when, when adidas like uh we we care about protecting women hashtag me too adidas like what right you're selling shoes like right exactly i don't care if you feel so bad about it why don't you hire some ceos that are women like right, don't, exactly. don't don't come at us with some try to make us feel bad and buy your expensive shoes Right. Or, yeah, or just <laughs> donate money to the cause. Like, right. you know, you don't have to tell me about it. Just, and maybe they are, you know, but, yeah. but still, it's like, yeah, no, I know. It's, yeah. everyone is just bandwagon. Everyone's like, oh, let me, let me jump on this bandwagon. I'm sure, you know, and that's their marketing departments. Their marketing departments mm-hmm. like, all right, we got to do this, you know, this mm-hmm. is what's going to make us look good. Too. Right. And because it works. They, they the say, sad thing. Ugh. maybe it does, but I think it's just they don't want to be the odd man out. Right. Then you're going to get some Twitter mobs saying, why isn't blah, blah, blah talking about this? Right. Yeah. Do you hate this and that? Like, no, we we just we sell uh, we sell shoes. Right. And we're trying all, to make shoes. <laughs> everyone's money is green. <laughs> right. I don't care who buys it. Right. Exactly. Of course, you know we want we want anyone to buy it. We we're we're a company that is designed to make money. Right. Like that's what companies do. They make money, and they like. Your your job isn't there to make everyone happy. It's it's there to make money and to sell a product that people need. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, like that's what grinds my gears. That's right. And and working <laughs> for sports teams, they all yeah. have so many messages. They don't they don't care for one. I've I've been behind the scenes. They really don't care about right. anything that you hear them say they do because <laughs> you know for one because every time they do anything quote unquote good they're followed with a, a camera crew right and they put posts about it like a sports yeah. team will never ever do anything out in the community without a camera crew without someone there without like right. a whole crew of people there to make sure it's seen mm-hmm. they don't care <laughs> they do all these community <laughs> things but there's always like a video on facebook right like see this amazing blah 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 that we did they they don't they don't do things behind the scenes. <laughs> right. I mean that's, you know, that's they're they're in a business to make money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the more they can be out there in the world, the more they're right. seen, the more money they're making. Right. And yeah. it's it's always I appreciate that you're doing these things. But it's we know it's bullshit. Right. And I I don't really care that it's bullshit. If you're given money, you're given money. Like cool. But right. don't try to make it as if you're doing it for any other reason. Right. Like if they just said, "Hey, we want to do some donations because we need uh, tax write-offs and we yeah. like your organization." That's it. Like, right? Good enough. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I you know, appreciate that. It's gonna, yeah, it's going to benefit everybody. That's fine. You know, we we understand. No one's dumb. Like everyone, people understand. If you're doing huge donations, you're getting huge tax write-offs. Yeah. And, and of and, course, you know, everything we're talking about is is the like the stereotype. Of course, there's the exceptions. We know that we're not like you know completely naive there's definitely good people in the world but but yeah i know what you mean (laughs) (laughs) 
But anyway, I, I don't know how. But maybe it was just a, a, a crazy day for me. We talked about that before. We don't have to go into that. But I have I have more negative things and positive things to talk about. But we can we can move on. But you know, like we said, you know, that's that's the whole thing. Us sitting here complaining for a few minutes about some of these things. Now these things are in people's ears, that's true. and now people are thinking about Adidas. You know, <laughs> like oh, I remember Adidas. These are great. Maybe I'll go buy a pair of Adidas. You know, someone's like, oh, I need to order in some food. You know? <laughs> yeah, oh, I am you know? hungry. <laughs> yeah, right. Let me get All, some uh, person who lost their job. Now they have to make half of it on Uber Eats. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we can get into what we've been up to because uh, <laughs> that's always fun. We did just uh, we posted the Kukri video last Sunday, and that's doing really well. That's uh, that's fun. Um, yeah. And also going back to your quote, you know, like all of us, anyone who makes anything on YouTube or puts anything out in the world, you know, you have to deal with the trolls and the people who are who are putting in the comments, the ones that you feel like you have to reply to because you're trying to stick up for yourself. And it's like. That's so tough. Yeah. I just, I try to, I always just try to do it in a way that's, I try to, <laughs> I don't know, put a, put a positive spin, but like, you know, like you said, I try to, I try to answer as many of the positive, you know, the thank yous and the positive comments and stuff as much as I can do them too. But then, you know, also try to respond to some of the negative comments to see if they, you know, to, to, to turn it around a little bit, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> we, we always go back. And it's funny. I do a quote about slander, and we start out just slandering people. So, yeah, I don't know. We we get those people, and I really feel like you just shouldn't respond to them, right? Because but, you're you're gonna get a, you're gonna give them a longer response than you will someone who says, right? I mean, we can you can only say so much when someone says, "Hey, we love it, great, thanks," and that's yeah. we love those messages, but. Yeah, you can only say, "Hey, thanks for watching." Like the, you know, you can't. There's not much of response we can right. give. And I try to, you know, but we. I tr- go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say, was gonna but, say, but then you feel like when you when we want to defend ourselves, which we always have the urge to do, because right. most of the trolls are idiots anyway. So there's a million ways to defend yourself. Their point, their points aren't great. Right. <laughs> um. So, but it's not. Then you're gonna give them like a paragraph. Right. And the other person, you're gonna give a few. Yeah, a couple words, words too, or whatever. Yeah. Now, yeah, and I feel like, you know, and and definitely I I do that. I don't I don't respond to the ones that are just straight up purely negative. Um I usually respond to the ones that are like asking a question, you know, and but in kind of a possibly could, you know, I could have just taken it straight negative, but I try to answer in ways that you know, spin it to a positive. So, you know, oftentimes, especially like with this video, we've gotten quite a few comments that are that are from people saying like, "Why would you ruin, you know, this kookery? You know, like, the, what are you doing? The, yeah. Like, why would you ruin this?" And and I just every time Ru- I see a comment like that, all I can think of is Jimmy Duresta's baby voice. You know, he's like, oh, "Why would you ruin this? It's a really good kookery. <laughs> if you right. bought this in the country, it would be worth two hundred dollars." I'm just like, uh, but yeah, that's why you. I feel like you ignore them like a little annoying right. person. Like you don't even. Dignify them with a response. Oh, it's so hard though. But yes, no, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard though. But yeah, people saying yeah, no, that you're ruining a brush axe, right? A tool that no one uses. That there's probably a million in this country, literally a million of them sitting. Like, yeah, you, it's not any specialty, amazing thing. It, no one uses it anymore. Right. Um, so it either sits there or gets thrown away. All right. So and, yeah, like there, there's no like brush axe junkies. 
Facebook page. <laughs> right. you know, like, and and the people who post on, you know, it's like when people are excited about it and they get something cool, like the one that we had, you know, that was the only reason why I kept it around as long as I did was because it was a Kelly, you know, Kelly true temper. Right. But it, even that, it was still wasn't, you know, I was like, you know, and I collect Kelly axes and things. So it, it had that allure to me as a Kelly collector, but, but it wasn't that. Right. It wasn't yeah. the thing. It's like you saying, hey, I want, I want, I want these chairs from I don't know I don't know a famous chair let's say lazy right. boy you collect lazy boy chairs and they also they also make a coffee table right exactly you don't really care about the coffee table like it's yeah, it's, and, not, it's nice right. that it's a brand I like but you know whatever right. they're they're known for their chairs and yeah and maybe you do right maybe maybe but maybe you want that one coffee table that's from the specific time and a specific right. set you know you don't want all the coffee tables you don't care like you might want all the lazy boys because they're all cool. But you don't care about all the, you know, it's, there's the novelty of having that one, which, again, is the reason why I kept Kelly around. But if it were, like, a Kelly, you know, world's finest or registered brush axe, I would have kept it, you know, because <laughs> like, that's, or, right. or Black Raven. I don't think they made Black Raven brush axes. I hope they didn't, because what a waste of a good stamp. But, uh, uh, you know what I mean? Like, if it's something like that. You know what we should do? It'd be different. Or what would be, I, I would love it. You would hate it. <laughs> You ever get your hands on a black raven? You modify it into something else. Oh. <laughs> you cut cut right through that stamp, <laughs> and you, you we show it on video. You throwing away the rest of it, oh. like throwing it in the trash, and we're like, man, we made this really cool mod to it. Now, now it looks halfway decent. <laughs> Thanks for watching. We made we made a pickaroon, you know, just cut into like a long skinny point. <laughs> we made a nice pick. <laughs> just keep grinding and grinding this this and they slowly see it in a time lapse grind away like first thing i want to do is smooth this edge because uh, we don't need this stamp or yeah like I'll do a mirror polish and just <laughs> yeah. grind away the whole logo yeah oh, oh yes <laughs> now we're talking now nah, yeah that would get lots of views <laughs> you're like uh, can you believe this <clears throat> Every once in a while, someone will come across someone. Someone will pop up on Axe Junkies and make a joke about that and be like, "You know, I found this really cool axe, but it's got this weird logo on it that's kind of half gone. I think I'm just going to grind it away and do like a mirror <laughs> polish on it." And then yeah. everyone just responds with laughing because <laughs> everyone it, knows like no one's that dumb. I don't know. I kind of <laughs> want to do it now. If I if I have one, I'll maybe I'll no. I can't, I don't know. <laughs> I like I like the idea. We have to think about the right thing though. <laughs> But it doesn't matter. Like whatever it is, you're gonna have somebody up in arms. Someone's like, "Oh, why would you oh, do that?" Oh. We'd have some slander then, and it would Ooh, be baby. it would be appropriate Man. slander. We'd lose all of our axe junkies, <laughs> our uh, audience gone. <laughs> <laughs> Unsubscribe. Just lost it's, thirty thousand subscribers in one day. <laughs> it's like those uh, those videos where the people buy the brand new thing. Like, uh, I don't just know, PlayStation, whatever, PlayStation yeah. 5, and they just smash it next to the people's line. <laughs> and they're just, <laughs> I kind of, it annoys me, but it's pretty great, too. No, yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> they just take it. <laughs> the new iPhone or whatever, and they walk outside, smash it on the ground, and walk away. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, I wouldn't mind, like, for something new, you know, like something that that you can get. But, obviously, when it's an antique, right, there's more to it than just the... The yeah. novelty of being able to get one of those things, but right, and, and you would get more. It'd be so much anger, and it would yeah. be—it's kind of silly. I know I'm I getting mean, all I sweaty mean, just thinking about it. <laughs> it, it would me be, out. It, it'd be so <laughs> silly to get angry about someone 
you know, cutting up an X, right. no matter how, you know, it, it's not um, an Egyptian artifact. Right, exactly. It's you not know, a cultural. It's not some, yeah, it, it's, it wasn't made a thousand years ago. Right. But you would get so much heat as if it were, as we can tell, because we're getting it for a brush X <laughs> that no one wants or uses, and you can buy for $10, like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like mm. I said, there's there's something about it that you know drew me in, ever since I saw my first brush axe. But it's just it was just like, eh. you know, it's it's got yeah. the axe handle. I think that's what it is. It's the axe handle. Right. It's like, ooh, that's an axe, but it's not really an axe. It's kind of like when I see a pickaxe, kind of in the corner of a thrift shop, and I'm like, oh, there it is. And I go over and I grab the handle, or I you know I see the handle, and I'm like, oh, it's a handle. There's an axe <laughs> there, and it's like, oh, the pickaxe. Oh, okay. <laughs> But you know, if I like, if I cut up a pickaxe and I have the all oh, the pickaxe lovers would be like, "Oh, why would you do that?" My grandfather <laughs> was a lineman and he used pickaxes, and you ruined an antique. <laughs> when somebody said somebody said a relic, I ruined a relic. Oh yeah, <laughs> you calm, my, da- yeah. calm down, my, Indiana Jones. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, really, the brush axe from the '80s is a relic. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> uh, oh. but, yeah, something was like you know this this thing you could find and but you could find knives anywhere. That's that was one of the the comments. You could you know you might find this in like a what they say a rural flea market for two hundred bucks, but you know, but you could find knives anywhere. I was like, yeah. How, how much know. did he say it was? He said a couple hundred bucks. I could find it like a brush axe, like that brush axe at a rural a rural like what they said a royal rural flea market or something. I found it for ten dollars. Really? So yeah, exactly. Ten, ten is the market value from where yeah. we're at. <laughs> that was, and and his comment was kind of like, that was one of the ones that was kind of halfway between. Uh, it wasn't a hundred percent just critical for being critical. It was kind of like a, a conversation. You know, it's like I, I can't believe you did this, da, 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 whatever. Um, and yeah, I was like, well, yeah. I was like, it's you know, it's it's my axe, and I've had it sitting around for a while. I've considered it, and you know, I had those thoughts of not wanting to cut up something that was kind of cool, but you know, I'm also you know, it didn't. I've never seen a brush axe for more than twenty dollars anywhere. Mm. <laughs> like, right. Like, I don't know about a relic, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um. So so we we I guess we don't have to go into it way too much. Um. But we did the, the our first full size 4K video. Oh yeah, which is the Kukri. It looks great. Um, yeah, but it has convinced me not to use that movie anymore because it was <laughs> like I don't know four hundred gigs worth of footage. Oh, and we just geez. can't. I can't store it. I just we four hundred gigs unless I get a huge upgrade the storage system way big big time. But uh, <laughs> and the PC gigs. was struggling trying to edit it. It just was so slow all around. Um, right. It looks great. And then we did, you know, the other options, MP4, so I did a, we shot that comparison, and I did them back-to-back, and I couldn't, I couldn't right. tell any difference by eye, so I, we're just Yeah, gonna, you were looking, yeah, you were using your, like, full-size screen, your 50-inch yeah, like, TV, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I was care. trying, I was really looking, and, uh, I mean, it is a smaller file, but it's just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know. It, it's not <laughs> worth it, even if I could see something tiny. Right, it wouldn't be worth the time and storage space to shoot everything yeah. in that. And I, I talked to a bunch of friends of mine in, in the um, who are, in the uh, f- f- yeah, and they, they, they're 
that's kind of their all secret too. They don't shoot MOV right. unless it was a huge project. Right. Yeah, and I think you know that's that's the thing too. It's our videos aren't designed, aren't aren't made to be watching in a theater. You know, like <laughs> right. huge sound, and it's not it's not that type of experience. Right. You know, there's something different. It's the same reason why, you know, like. Uh, the Woodwright shop, you know, they shot that all in one take mm. and almost every time. And it's like maybe two cameras, but it's not amazing quality. It's just there's something different about when you're yeah. sitting in front of someone talking. I mean, there's, there's a different audience. You know, it's, yeah, it's it's not a uh, it's not a Netflix documentary. Right. It's not going to yeah. be totally slick because we don't have a crew of 10 people. Right. Um, it's just me and you. But we will make it look as good as we can and make it sound good with, you know, you just mic someone up close to their. Yeah their mouth and you're, you're set but anyway it's out i'm yeah. happy with it i was yeah we've gotten some good response from some some of our friends and stuff you know i was not letting us know that they really like the image so. sick of it by the time i was done with it <laughs> did i did i say that last week what happened oh no i didn't no yeah i can't i just uh, with the new the it takes i mean some people say it's like it takes them all day to upload one like 1080 right. video but it usually doesn't for me so a seven-hour upload to YouTube <laughs> is just terrible. And I'd waited all, all day and night for one, seven and then hours. like late night I was watching it, like 1 a.m. the night before we were supposed to put it out. And then about 22 minutes in, and you can't look away, or at least I don't. Right. Like, because you got to check that there's not. Like, there'll be drop frames, or there'll yeah, be some type yeah. of pixelation. That's what happens, or at least for me, that's what happens with YouTube. Those are the things I catch. Right. So you really have to pay attention. You can't be playing on your phone and just listen to it. Right. So I was like 24 minutes into it, and I saw a flash of weird pixelation, like, around your stomach, and then it, like, shot off, you know, weird squares and stuff. So I was like, <laughs> oh, my heart just drop, you know, <laughs> drop, my stomach drops. And then I roll Seven back. Sometimes, hours. sometimes it's the internet, you know. I was right, hoping it yeah. was that, but then I played, like, three times in a row the same spot. I gotta do it all, and then wake up early in the morning, and watch it again, and <laughs> why would that... it do that? I wonder. Is it just something in the in the yeah. upload or whatever? Yeah, there's just it's a a glitch, I guess, in the upload. It's happened yeah. before. Yeah. Um, maybe it's it could be on my end the way I'm. Even though I've gone through and you know looked at the way people upload, right, and the best yeah. file formats, but I think it just takes so long, right, that there's room for something to go wrong right exactly yeah but luckily the second time it didn't and it looked fine watch the whole thing it's it's clean now but yeah yeah no it looks great and i i definitely noticed it you know i often i will often not really notice the quality you know because i'm i'm watching it on my phone 99 percent of the time maybe even 99.9 mm. percent .9 of the time <laughs> um but i i definitely noticed the quality there were some times where there was close-ups and something and and everything in the screen was super clean and then everything in the background was super clean too i was like ooh. That yeah. looks really nice. You know, it's, sometimes I'll I'll notice it, but it doesn't bother me because it's not what I'm looking for. You know, they'll be like, just where the quality is not as, I could I can see the difference between that and a movie, right? You know, there's there's a quality difference, but there, right. was, there were definitely a few times where I noticed it was super clean. I was like, oh man, that's nice. Yeah, it looks cool. So yeah, thanks again so, to uh, all the Patreon people for oh supporting absolutely. us because all of that money went towards that camera and that gear for the camera. Heck yeah. Oh man, that was awesome! What a what a what a great resource and what a great way for people to you know 
I don't know, people who support the channel, it's, we always say that we're putting all that right back into the channel and <laughs> literally that's exactly what happened. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So we just finished up last night. We finished up another video. We're kicking butt. We're doing, do a quick one after our longer one. Um, we're making a set of marking knives for woodworking out of, uh, out of metal files. Yeah. So yeah, those turned out really good, really clean. Um, I was I wasn't exactly sure how we were going to grind the bevels for the for those, and I kind of had an idea in my head, and I was thinking a bevel jig or you know how to set it up some way so that I could put that kind of twenty degree bevel on. But it's a they're a double, um, it's like a spear point marking knife, so it has so you can cut either on the left or the right with the fl the back of it is flat, and the bevels are just ground on the on the front, mm. and. Uh, I was trying to figure it out, you know, a couple days in a row before we did that video, and I think the may have even been the first day that we were filming. We're down there getting things ready, and I kind of realized that with the uh, the grinder that I had, the two by seventy two grinder, the Revolution from uh, Housemade, um, that has, and I think you know, I think this is something that a lot of grinders do have, but it's something I didn't really think about. But it has the uh, the tilting work rest. And then also the tilting platen, so right. both the tap platen and the work rest can tilt. So you know the work rest I was able to tilt back to forty five degrees and then tilt the platen forward, however many degrees to be able to get that twenty degree or whatever the opposite of that you know the one hundred and ten degree bevel on the outside <laughs> and then just be able to keep my right. uh, the blade flat on the on the platen and run it up against and get those really clean bevels which are you know. I think the biggest thing for me always with bevels is how parallel the edge of the knife and the top of the bevel are and being able to do that and have it perfect. They were they stay really clean and straight. So, yeah, no, they, they look great. You made one for me yeah. with little, little thumb, thumb hold, holding yeah. bits. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I was, I kept trying to think out what, I, how do I, what do I call these? You called them like, you called them like circle thumb, half circle thumb. I'll, things. I don't think you ever came up with a good one. So we'll, I'll, I'll pick the best one. I'll, 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 I'll just thumbs. edit my voice into it. <laughs> circle thumbs. <laughs> thumb holders. <laughs> Thanks for watching know, there. Circle grooves. thumbs. <laughs> yeah, I know. I like, and, and I'll, I'll honestly say that I really like the look of them afterward you know i was i wasn't sure just from the drawing i wasn't sure if i'd like it um and that's why we made the two variations the one that's just simple the one that i'm having and then the one that you yours has those on either side you guys will see that in the video but um but yeah no they're both great and they they both feel really good so yeah no they're they're very very cool very slick and it's, yeah. it's always nice to have the uh all the that file stuff left on those those blades if people decide yeah. not to grind them all off obviously you ground it smooth on the one side but right yeah or, or pretty much and then but the, the other flat. still has yep. the fire file markings and the uh yeah. what was the print what i mean what was the, the stamp? nicholson yeah we have like the nicholson stamp on it Nic nicholson on usa black diamond yeah. or something yep, right black diamond yep and, and on the back it says mill bastard old bastard <laughs> old mill bastard yeah and then uh, you know using the little nub where the file where the um uh, the tang usually comes out, kind of cutting that off, but then putting using that as a lanyard hole spot. So, so put some leather leather lanyards on that, and yeah, really we cool. have been having fun destroying more artifacts this week. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that as I was grinding. I'm like, oh, here we go, we got the <laughs> artifact comments. Now we've made we've made knives out of files before, and I think that's you know, obviously files are 
even a brand new Nicholson file is like 12 bucks. You can get yeah. vintage ones that haven't been used and pay more money for them. But everyone that I'm using are from, you know, just rusty scraps that I buy from yard sales for a buck or two bucks or 50 cents or whatever here or there. So, um, yeah. The other thing that's kind of cool about them is that they, they became magnetized. I don't know yeah. exactly how, but like <laughs> they were, they, I had to set them down together after I had, after we had shaped and did all the profiling. We were ready to start the grinding the bevels. So between the two days of filming and I came down to the, went down to the shop earlier in the day before we started filming yesterday and picked them up and they both had oil on them because I'd oiled them the night before after we had done it and I wiped off the oil. But when I took them, picked them up, they were kind of stuck together and I assumed it was the oil that was holding them together in the real flat surfaces. Mm -hmm. And then, and then I ended up like cleaning them and kind of putting them back together. And I realized that they were sticking together. Like they were magnetized. <laughs> so I was like, that's so cool. I kept like holding them up and you hold one there. You know, it wasn't such a strong magnet where you could kind of take just one and stick it to something. But if I put both of them together and laid them on top, you know, flat and I held them up that way, like one above the other, it would, they, they hold together. It's pretty, pretty wild. Yeah. Um, and that's, I, you, you, we asked in the, in the video if, if anyone knew why it, yeah, the scientific or ways that what, why it got remagnetized because of the heat or whatever. Um, but that's one of those things. Hopefully we comments on, cause we actually want to know yeah. it's not a, it's not what do you, I don't know what they would like fishing for comments which a lot of people right. do yeah and that, that's fine i mean whatever yeah. if people want to chat with you below. yeah right but it's like a lot of the big guys they're not gonna they don't really care what you think about this like right hey what do you think comment down below like they just want the comments for the algorithm and that's fine like whatever yeah. people if, and everyone in the uh youtube chat will talk to each other then which is right. still it's it's a nice thing yeah. But I was really happy with the um, the kukri, all the comments we got when you asked yeah. about what the uh, choil was for. And right. We, yeah, we got so great. many different ones. It was really interesting. And then, yeah. like, there's, like, uh, it's the blood, or it, it has to, you have to prick your finger every time you sheathe it if it didn't draw right. blood. There's these, maybe there's these religious. Um, yeah, connotations or whatever, like based right. off of, yeah, like it's a image of Shiva or something. It was, like, yeah, it was great, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Representative of of cows, representative yeah, like of the hoof. anatomy, like <laughs> there's like just tons of stuff. That then, was, uh, apparently we we yeah struck a chord like we yeah, was we great. didn't we didn't really know yeah. and I like it. Uh, there's one person that was like yeah there's there's you know there's this that could be said that it was and there's this that it could be said that it was, but honestly like they did the research and no one really knows so. No one knows. <laughs> there's there's no definitive reason. Like I like how it was like a definitive statement that there's no definitive yeah. statement. <laughs> like but no one knows. Oh, right. That's great. It's it's uh <laughs> we stumbled on the perfect question. Yeah, right. And but it really just we yeah, really and, did want to yeah. know. We weren't sure. Right. Yeah, cuz I was looking it up and I was like, okay, I, and I kind of drew what it was and I said, "Do you yeah. it's kind of this or you even you said it like there's no, kind of like I, funky yeah, choil." Yeah, yeah, I said there's yeah, a cuz you were draw yeah, you, know, you were drawing a single choil. Right. I said, "Do you want to do that funky choil on the bottom?" And you're like, "I can't really picture it." And then I, I think I pulled up a picture. Yeah, and I could. I knew it was kind of like almost like the Wu Tang symbol, like a rounded yeah, W yeah. with a point in yeah, the middle. Yeah. You know, I was like, right. I kind of thought it was something like that. And yeah, and you were like, I was like, I don't know, I don't really want to do that. But then, no, it was good. And and, and we just ended up doing a version of it, like a double V choil, yeah. which works well and is you know it nods to the original choil. Right. Um. But uh, but yeah, no, that was great. Tons of tons of good uh, good comments on that. The double choil originated from 
old dirty bastard on Wu Tang <laughs> back in the early nineties. <laughs> Get old um, ODB. ODB. All right. Um, <laughs> so so yeah, we we finished the marking knife video, which is really fun because you know we just just uh, grinding files. Man, I will tell you that um, grinding bevels on a file that you're trying to keep cool is really annoying <laughs> because yeah. the file is pre it's it's heat treated right it's really hard obviously it's designed to cut other metals it's got to be really hard and it's not ideal to do you know to grind on those because it really kills your belts and stuff but if you can grind a bevel and not um and not overheat your blade so you keep that hardness, then you don't have to do any heat treating. So right. if, if people are out there and they want to make a knife and they have, you know, they have the capability to grind the knife, but they don't have the capability to do heat treat, then if you can take an old file and grind away what's not a knife and leave a knife behind without overheating it, then you have a hardened blade, mm. which is kind of cool. Um, but it's just really annoying how long it takes because it's like literally as soon as, you know, and, and working on a, a bevel like that, that's, it's such a short bevel, maybe an inch and a half at the most on both sides. And the point gets really narrow. So I'm just grinding in every little time, everything that would be, you know, um, every time the, the bevel would start to dry, I'd have to like quench it because you know, if it gets overheated at all, then I just ruin it and then I got to heat treat it. So, yeah. That's, um, hence why I had time for some Instagram posts. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's great. I always <laughs> pop up later. It's like, I like look at my phone. I'm like, yeah, oh, okay. I see what it was. Pictures. Yeah. Just hanging out. Yeah. I thought you were just behind me, you know, recording. <laughs> <laughs> no, no the, the camera was on the stand, you know, so yeah, no, yeah time, time lapses, Devin time. <laughs> and uh, Dustin, th- du- you're like, you're like, I, I drank a beer and you drank four. I know, right? Exactly. I was like, there was like three time lapses, man. I don't know what you women. <laughs> I have been listening to music in my Isotunes headphones, uh. <laughs> which have been pretty sweet. But <laughs> hopefully, that doesn't the Bluetooth doesn't mess up our camera. It shouldn't. But well, I, well I guess when it's for the for the time, time lapse, lapse, it doesn't matter. Yeah, right. Exactly. And that's when I do it. And that's the thing. Doing the past, if we're doing a time lapse, I'm like, oh, put on some music, you know, on the on the speakers, but grinding i have to have the ear protection in anyway so i have the the headphones isotunes headphones in and 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 since we since i have i'll see what i do different with the 4k and the storage but since i i record a time lapse not in time lapse mode but in just normal rolling mode just in case something happens we'll catch it uh right right like you, we could, I could come out of the time lapse. If if you shoot something, if, if it's a twenty minute time lapse, I shot twenty minutes worth of footage, right? And I, and I just speed it up in Premiere, right? So so you so if you did have stuff, something yeah. on the background, whatever you know, Jimi Hendrix or something, then we we wouldn't right. be able to use it because we get flagged and demonetized and whatever, right? Yeah, but anyway, yeah. that was cool. That worked well, you know. And obviously, it always everything always takes longer than we think it's gonna. <laughs> we'll get this done in one day. Like okay, well let's do it in two days, and then it was like it well, did take us two days. I but. think we we could have done it in one day until you said I, I'm thinking about or or I guess you wanted always wanted to make two. I just didn't think about it. Right. Yeah. And you were like, yeah, and exactly. then we have like the other one. I was like, oh no. <laughs> like that, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's this is not a one day shoot anymore. Right. Yeah, because it took it took me just over an hour to grind the bevels on on both of them. 
So, you know, that's that's what took the longest out of all the processes was grinding the bevels, and even that wasn't that long. But, right, you right. know, when we get together in the evenings and we film for a couple hours and it ends up taking a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say that I'm super excited. We we did shoot, and I, we might have mentioned this last week, but we shot the intro to the Smithy build video. So we'll be working on that off and on. Um, and I just got online. I got a post vice from a place up in PA through eBay. So I'll be driving up Saturday morning to pick that up. So I'm really excited to be able to put that into the Smithy and have a vice. I was I've been thinking like I need a vice. You know, I need something out in the smithy i'll need a vice out there so i can hold stuff and bend things and twist steel and on and so i just got a i got a pretty good deal on a post vice so nice. we'll have that cool. yeah that that's excited i mean we'll see how much we can do uh we, we kind of need light well not really i guess once you get the smithy well the main building of it will you'll have to do probably on a weekend where we can get help anyway right yeah put everything up right but uh touch-up stuff we can do at night with a couple flood, floodlights and stuff and yeah, no. yeah. I think I think you know a couple weekends and we'll have it up. Um, yeah, and now that it's it's kind of starting to uh, the snow is melting, we can get in there and actually work on some stuff and start making some progress. Yeah, it's exciting. Cool. All right. Well, uh, we we do want to do some recommendations, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a bunch of recommendations this week instead of just doing one each. Um, we just uh, I just started making a list of just things I love in general and yeah. things that you guys might like and things that, you know, might also um, shed some light on me and Devin as makers and, you know, and creative people. So. Yeah. Well, I did say we wanted to put out some positivity. It didn't start that way, but uh, <laughs> we'll change yeah. the path and hopefully we can do some quick fire recommendations. Yeah. Because I uh, got the old baby in the other room. <laughs> She's baby. sleeping now, but I saw her. I saw her look at the camera quickly. <laughs> you see her eyes; they glow. You know, with the yeah, it's kind, right. of, kind of creepy. Like, how does she, she know? <laughs> she heard me talking about her. <laughs> yeah, how does she know where the camera is looking? I at? know, you little freak. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, the the first one that I want to recommend is actually a video that I found today when I was um. Uh, teaching today i found this really awesome video um on youtube i can't remember where it came from specifically like who the what channel it was on but it's a it's a, like a half an hour documentary called the artist family and it's about the the lou family it's the art of the lou family and uh the mother and father were kind of 60s hippies and they had kids and then their kids had kids and they've all kind of just have kept creating art um, I think the, the dad and maybe the son both were tattoo artists and, and then they're like uncles and nephews and nieces and daughters and children. Like they're all artists. They all just make art. So the, hmm. the documentary is about them preparing to do this show where they have like 300, um, 300 pieces of artwork, all flat, all like 2d in a room in one main big gallery. And that's just like salon style, which means there's just tons of artwork. They're not, they're not evenly spaced out one piece at a time. They're all one above the other one, you know, like just a whole, a bunch of images on the wall all the yeah. way around this whole space. So 333 images inside the space. And then they also have this, they uh, also have, which they don't, they never showed it in the, in the documentary, but they talk about, they had an additional space that had 500 drawings, like sketches and drawings from anyone from all of them. And they were going <laughs> to do it on the floor under glass. 
So you like walk <laughs> along the top of it. And it's like a river of drawings and sketches. Ooh. I never showed it though. So I don't know if it ever happened, but they talked about it. I was like, that's so cool. Was there one family member that just wasn't that great? I mean, you know, like it was the. Hey, we'll put yours under the floor, honey. They'll see it. <laughs> People aren't walking on my art, mom. Okay. They were well. It was like definitely, you know, they're all they're all hippies. There's this one like <laughs> uncle. He like talks about his. He had this painting of this monkey face coming out of just a wall full of cannabis leaves. Like the entire thing was just made out of marijuana leaves. And he was like, <laughs> I love this leaf. I have this communication with this leaf and this plant, this cannabis. You know, <laughs> like that you do. Stuff. It was so funny. And yeah. if you turn on the black light, it all glows. It's made out of felt. <laughs> That's kind of what it felt like the whole show was like this. But it was kind of cute. There was like, there were, you know, there were the, the youngest like grandchildren, whatever, were there maybe in, you know nine ten something like that and the one girl's talking about her she's like you know i did mine blah 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 it's like a drawing of my dad and it's like a kid's drawing of her dad you know yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it doesn't yeah. look it's not it's just they all just love art you know like positive and there's a ton That's of good cool. stuff though. there's like a lot of good and there were you know different like some painters some drawers um there's this whole one part where the mom is talking the like grandmother mom she's talking about her husband who's not he was he's passed away but so he wasn't in the video but um he did he had did three color paintings, maybe 22 by 30. And each one was the name, the title of each one was the name of the drug that he was on when he did it. So there was like <laughs> LSD, mescaline, and uh, speed. Like they were the three things. So it was like, he, and you know, the whole point was like, let me, I'm going to do this drug and I'm going to create an artwork. And I want to <laughs> do it for each of these three drugs and see how they affect my creativity as I'm doing it. It's you know, like pretty awesome. So. And he was actually the stepson of a pretty famous uh, painter called Tangele, who it's I knew like, about. So that was kind of cool. Like Hunter S. Thompson style. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah. yeah. It's a cool well, that documentary. Was a, that was a long first recommendation. Sorry. Sorry. I know you, you have like time for one and a half more. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'll do uh, two two tech ones real quick. All right. Uh, the DJI Mavic Mini, which we've used before in videos. Great yeah. drone. Um, I, I just love it. It's dirt cheap. It's comparatively to the rest yeah, of them. I think it's right. 400 bucks. But, you know, 10 years ten years ago would have been like, you know, I don't know, thousands Thousand of dollars. Bucks. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have 4K. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll have to upgrade eventually. It has like a halfway between. It's got like 2.7K. So I guess people wouldn't really notice on YouTube, I don't think. So we could still use that. Yeah, just, and obviously just, the shot's different. You know, they understand. Okay, this is yeah, a drone shot, right? Yeah. It's gonna, it might, it's gonna look a little different. It's just, it's so much fun just to take it straight up yeah. as high as you want, <laughs> and uh, you know, as high as you can get away with legally. I won't say how high I go, but <laughs> I can see some things, and uh, it's just so cool. Um, love it. And then the, uh, which we have a a friend or. A uh, friend of yours who does mm -hmm. a lot of VR stuff, and I've been, I've been, um, I have an Oculus Quest 2 VR headset. And it's a standalone headset that you can put in any room, draw a boundary in any room, and then, you know, dive into it. And it's so cool. Anyone who tries it's blown. You've tried it, right? You know, yeah, it's so that, awesome. It's it's really cool. And they've been doing, <laughs> tested it has been doing these uh, VR videos, mm -hmm. and. uh like he's making the raptor costume right now, and he did a whole VR video of him walking around the with the raptor and skinning it. And they did a um, so cool. 
what else? They did a uh, someone someone from Weta Workshop, the the Weta's the the team that did Lord of the Rings, and they do all those special effects things, right? But one of their artists does miniatures and like game boards, you know, big D and D whatever role playing mm-hmm. game boards. Which I guess wouldn't be Dungeons and Dragons; it'd be anything with miniatures. But right, they like you know they put the camera low in the miniature, you know, so you're like you feel like you're in it. You're like looking around, and there's like this nice. forest that they've built, even though it's just tiny miniatures, and there's like Adam Savage standing oh. over you, looking like a giant, like placing things, you know. <laughs> that's that's sweet. So cool. But th- those are my two uh, two tech recommendations. Nice. Those are awesome. Well, I have um, I have some knife maker recommendations. I just put a list of knife makers that I really like, um, and people that you can find. I think all of these people you can find on uh, <clears throat> on Instagram. But I have, uh, let's see, AA Forge, who we had on, uh, Jewel Knives, uh, Ruslan, R-U-S-L-A-N Knife, um, Wanta Forge. And I don't, I don't know. I haven't seen Wanta Forge post anything in almost a year, maybe even more. So I don't know what happened to Wanta Forge. But I reached out to him to see if he wanted to be on the podcast, and I haven't heard anything, and I haven't seen any posts from him. So I don't know what's going on. But that's a shame because he made really cool knives. <laughs> He, you don't exist if you're not on social media. I know. I'm like, I don't know what happened to him. What are you doing? Just making things for yourself? <laughs> <laughs> and I actually, I tried to go to his website and it was like some other, it was a different website too. I was like, oh no, no. what happened? Uh, oh, that's so weird. Uh, Jonathan Deering, another knife maker who I love, Jonathan Deering. Uh, my fun story about him is that the first time I, that the first uh, Wrangler Star video that I ever saw I saw probably two years or so before I even started watching any Wrangler Star. And Wrangler Star was on my list too because I love Wrangler Star videos. I love following along with his family and everything they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he did an unboxing of a Jonathan Deering knife that he and he had he had ordered from Jonathan Deering and had given him some specifics about what he wanted. And then so Jonathan made that knife for him. And so the unboxing is just the camera from above, so it's just his hands. You don't actually ever see him, but it's just him opening the knife and the close ups and looking at how nice it was made and. That was the first time I saw Jonathan Deering and the first time I saw Wrangler Star. It wasn't until a few years later that I put the two together that I was like, wait, this is after watching Wrangler Star for a while. I was like, I came across the video and I'm like, holy crap, this was a Wrangler Star video? That's so funny. But, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, who else? Let's see. I have uh, Gallardo Knives, uh, Jack Dusty Knives. Uh, I have a couple more. Um, let's see. Maybe that's all for now. RPM Neil, Neil Kamimura, he makes some awesome knives. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I have I have more, but but yeah, there's a bunch w- you guys can check them out. We're, um, I will say that we're not going to do, obviously, any of these recommendations in the show notes, so if you're interested, you just got to go back and listen again and find them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I, there's a, well, I won't go into it. There's a game I play at certain certain places with certain sports team crews, um, and I have to come up with categories, and everyone gets a uh, oh, nice. they get to pick something randomly, and then we play a little game with it to kill the time during long baseball games. But okay, I I was looking through my old list because I'll write them down. I I'd write them down before the game in the press lounge, and I came up. I think my category was perfect movies. Nice, and this I think <laughs> this is my, um, yeah, eight perfect movies. There's a. You know, oh, a lineup right. of nine people, right? Or no, so I got nine perfect movies. 
for for nine batters in the baseball team. Um, so do you have th- these right now? Yeah, this was my list at uh, time. Uh, May okay. May twenty third, two thousand seventeen. I wrote this list. Okay. Um, Jurassic Park, perfect movie. There will be blood, perfect movie. Nice. Toy Story, perfect movie. <laughs> it's a Wonderful Life, perfect. Oh yeah. Braveheart, perfect. Yeah. Uh, Fargo, perfect. <laughs> Kill Bill, perfect action film. Full Metal, Full Metal Jacket, oh, man, uh, perfect. So Kubrick War, and then uh, the new addition to that at the time was the Truman Show that I had rewatched. Uh, and 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 it's so I guess that's my main. Re- Obviously, these are all blockbusters that everyone knows. So it's not right. really a recommendation. I just thought it was a funny list that I that I thought. I mean, I still think those are like ones that you're kind of in all about. You can't right. really pick flaws. They're not. There's not like one bad line. Like it's so <laughs> well done. It, it's like when that much stuff comes together perfectly. The right actors. The right like everything works. Yeah. I think those are the movies, but the Truman Show. What a great, yeah! What a at, what a great movie. At the, at the oh time, people you weren't into it because um, Jim Carrey's it was wacky, right? It was Ace Ventura, and yeah, right. It wasn't his it and the mask, and yeah. yeah. So, but you go back, and it's so cool the way they shoot it, and yeah, how cool. how like I don't know if it's relevant to now, like people obsessing over someone else's life. Yeah. And the whole world's watching this guy, and all the little cool angles where they hide stuff, and all the actors, you know, they're doing they're doing the sponsorships product, product the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> and he's just like, "Who are you talking to?" No one. She's like, right, she's starting like, to panic. Hey, hey. You know, yeah, she's like yelling. He was like, "Who did you just yell to?" <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah, uh, awesome. it's just it's it's kind of really uh, not kind of it's sad, but then yeah. it'll be funny and lighthearted. It's just. Yeah, Ama- you know, in the scene, one of the first things he walks out, that light falls from the sky. You know, <laughs> and he's just like, "What?" And then the next day, they come up in the newspaper, they write something like, "Aircraft carrier lost a light last night." You know, <laughs> over blah blah blahville. Yeah, yeah, oh, so good. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good one. What's another uh, Back to the Future? Uh, I've heard a lot mm-hmm. of people talk about that being a perfect movie. Mm. Um, and obviously, uh, Adam Savage loves um, Blade Runner. See that that wouldn't one. be on my list. <clears throat> ah, all right. I I thought it's it's a bit too slow. Ah, okay. But you know everyone. Yeah, and you know also I'm not into the noir thing, the film noir. Yeah, right. That like black and white kind of hey, see like the original kind of detective thing. Yeah, yeah. Never interested me. So maybe that's just part of it. It's not my in my taste. I like I like it, but right. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it on my list personally. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, movies that fit into that, or at least ones that stick with me that I've always like loved that are the best are, are like um, E.T. Like the, mm-hmm, the kids' mm-hmm. movies, like E.T. The Goonies. Um, yeah, and yeah. Uh, what's it? Um, uh, what's the other one? I'm trying to think of. I can't remember off the top of my head. But there's the newer one, the Super Eight, which I really like. Super Eight. I thought that was really good. Right, which is the um, it's a copy of those films. The modern day, right? Exactly, which is the same thing that like. Uh, that um what is it the new show um it's on like the third season now of oh stranger things stranger things yeah it's got that yeah that and same, hey, just like that there's nothing wrong with a copy if it's if it's done well i mean that's yeah. every um that's kill bill right that's right, a copy yep. of kung fu movies but uh, done yeah. so well that it, it's just so what yeah right it's like stevie ray vaughn playing blues music yeah maybe it's a copy of blues music but 
He does it better than anyone else. Yeah, right, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. Nice. Uh, Yeah, those are, that's some nice recommendations. Uh, Let's see, I have, um, have, so a couple, let's see, I have a couple uh, YouTube channels that I can recommend. Hang on one sec, real quick. I wanted to make one more point I just thought of. Um, There's some older movies and things like Blade Runner or some art movies that I appreciate in concept and I'll watch once. Right. Um, But it wouldn't make my perfect list. Right. Because they're they're tough to get through. Um, I would I would think I was thinking what the equivalent to the art world is maybe cer- certain types of modern art that you right. can appreciate as a concept. Right, right. Like, like it has it has you, its place. In right, the you art could go to canon, MoMA but, or even yeah. the big you know like a Pollock. You could maybe maybe a lot of people don't, but you can go. I, I appreciate it as a as a concept as a thing and. But it's not my favorite. I'm not going to go crazy right. about it. Right. That that's kind of how the art films are for me. Like, right. I appreciate they're there and they're interesting to watch, and I see they're going for different things. But, um, I I don't know. I like I like big budget done like as well as it can be done. <laughs> right. When there's you know there's like 20 departments who are the best at what they do. Yeah. And you know, just so many people went into something. That's that's what I like. That being said, though, one of the one of my favorite movies ever, it was a super low budget movie. And that's the movie Once, and that was you know it's like true, hell and and like yeah. because because that the the main actors hit it really well with the way they're acting together. Yeah, it feels yeah. really natural. It's this you get the suspense build up, and it's it's kind of a musical movie where it's all mm-hmm. about them mm-hmm. creating music together, and then there's this like build up of maybe there'll be a relationship between the two of them. And yeah. You're not sure if it's going to happen, and it, well, there's this there's a dynamism to that whole thing that's building yeah. up to this like end of it. But you know, it it didn't that, ever feel like a low budget movie. Although you no. could tell it was handheld, and it was it wasn't like the cleanest, but everything worked really well. They you're did a good right. job putting it. You're together. right. No, th- I mean that. Yeah, like I said, they're there are those exceptions yeah and that actually might be in the perfect movie list just because the music's so good and yeah exactly. and what it was trying to and that's not a bore though that's not slow at all it is just so well done uh, yeah um and actually that uh glenn hansard i think is his name he yep. <laughs> at, at the time when i was going to film school that film had just was coming out right. and they were having they were having a discussion and i just totally blew it off because <laughs> they'd have them every other week or something but it would right. be yeah, it would be artists. these small movies that I was like, yeah, you know, I had other things. I was doing my own films at the time, so. I, but if I would have known it was him and that movie that I ended up loving, I was yeah. so pissed <laughs> that I could have sat there, and watched a screening, and then asked him questions. And yeah. but I, I did get to meet him later on because he took some film classes at the same time I did, but they were just like short, uh, oh, short little. Yeah. He he took some like week or two intensive classes, right? Yeah, because I think he was finding all of a sudden he was getting got an Oscar or whatever for it. Yeah. <laughs> and he, so he had fallen into this film right. world and probably didn't know anything about it. All right. So he came to this, he came to the school I was at and wanted to, I guess, wanted to do some quick, just down and dirty yeah. learning about it. I know. Uh, he was, he awesome. was nice, but. Yeah. Yeah. I like that when, when I, you know, watched a little bit of the outtakes and stuff or whatever, the, uh, not the outtakes, but the behind the scenes. I think the, the director was writing the story and he actually reached out to Glenn to write the music for it. 
but right. just originally just the music. It wasn't he didn't want him to, or it wasn't originally his intention to have him act. But then as he like wrote the music and he was trying to get other people to like sing it, and then it just came up and got some conversation or whatever. It was like, well, what if you, what if you do it? You know, right? Like, okay, yeah, so. yeah. Oh, it's so. Good. And then yeah, it's so good. You know, the two of them, him and whatever Ilya Glover, whatever I forget her name, but yeah, do a no, she's, job. yeah, it's uh. Well, let's see. I have a, I have some uh, um, I have some artists. So I want to I want to do some recommendations of artists just because these are people who have influenced me and my like my artwork over the years. Um, and uh, I, so I I love lots of different type of art, and I and all my my inspiration things I do comes from everywhere. I think like most people, your entire life feeds your creative process. Everything around you goes into what you do, um, but some of the some of the ones that really um kind of stand out to me for for these recommendations um are uh uh Joan Mitchell who's an abstract expressionist and William Willem de Kooning both abstract expressionists but like really great way to use paint which I've always loved um Anselm Kiefer is uh is a landscape painter but he does really these really big kind of kind of abstract, crazy, tons of texture. I think I've always been drawn to texture in artwork. Um, Wolf Kahn was a, was a big influence of mine. He's a, another landscape painter. Uh, I had a, a class, uh, intro to painting class when I was in, in college, and his work really spoke to me about like creating large areas of color and big, bold movements and making very like a, a bold gesture in a painting that could stand alone. So that was, that was a big one, mm. Wolf Kahn. Uh, Peter Doig is another really fun, uh, more, uh, you know, a more modern landscape painter still alive. Ewan Ugalo is a figurative painter who I love, um, the way he uses paint. Again, I think I, I really now, like the more I think of these people, it's really about how they use, um, how they use the material and how it, that we can see it. So I think that's really what, uh, what draws me, but like even older painters like Voyard and Bonard and Turner and Wyeth and Corot and Monet, all these people who were like really gestural painters, people who you could see the paint, you could see the movement. It wasn't just about the technique, but it was about an experience. Mm. Um, and then someone like John Singer Sargent, who is just an amazing portrait painter and figurative painter. And again, his just, I feel like he almost had the best painter hand of all time. Just this a quick few brush strokes, and you could do like a perfect hand or, or a chandelier or the lace on a woman's dress. It was just amazing. Almost like almost too easy for him. <laughs> like, this is too easy. He's just like the best of all time and just paint these beautiful portraits for people and make tons of money. And the best make uh, it look easy, right? I do. And I have more. I have Antonio, uh, Antonio Lopez Garcia, uh, lots and lots. Uh, I have lots. I could go through <laughs> artists all day. Some of my very early, um, I loved like Brahm and Frank Frazetta, the illustrators, people who are doing these crazy illustrations and, um, yeah. you know, like, uh, fantasy warriors and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then my last, my last two, and these are ones that I actually came across more recently. So I'm, I'm, I'd love, I'm, I actually started following one of these guys on Instagram, um, Carl Kapinski who's an illustrator. He does these really cool fantasy illustrations, but very like gestural, like lots of sketchy lines, lots of ink, uh, him and, um, Kim Jung Ji, who's, uh, I think, uh, Korean artist again, like kind of fantasy, crazy drawings style. And, uh, and Peter Han, three of them, there's a real, uh, all three of them have really awesome, uh, videos and documentaries on 
a, a really cool drawing channel. If you guys are into drawing, check out the channel Provoke P or Proco P R O K O. Um, it's a guy who does all sorts of like drawing lessons on YouTube, but he has these three guys, Carl Kapinski, Kim Jung Ji and Peter Han all on and like live working and showing how they work and talking about how they work as they go, which I just think is fascinating. Have someone like drawing and talking about what they're doing. I love yeah. it. So nice. Yeah, and my list goes on and on and on, but, you know, we could be here all day. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, my final thing, um, my last, I guess, recommendation is the the YouTube channel, Every Frame of Painting. Um, if you want to go in in depth, deep of, um, but not even really, uh, filmmaking stuff. He's just so clear, and he hasn't, the, this channel hasn't posted anything for four years. Oh man! But there, his run of videos, really good. Um, such good explanations about certain things that you might have noticed. But the 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 people that do it best, he explains it why they do it in such a clear and an obvious way. It, it makes it seem obvious. Um, and yeah. uh, he, I mean, some sums like uh, one. I mean, it's got a lot of views. Like Jackie Chan, how to do action comedy. Right, and he goes through how good Chucky Chan is at comedy, but at action and comedy. Right, um, yeah. Akira Kurosawa uh, composing movement. Yeah, just great old uh, Japanese film director. I mean, everyone copies him. If it's a samurai film, it's a Kurosawa like copy because, like the, um, for example, uh, Mandalorian. Yeah, when they went into that town, when you saw the girl, the girl with the two. Um, the two uh, lightsabers, that episode oh. where we meet her. Yep. And they go into that town. There's that fight, and there's all that like. It turns into a samurai film. It's it's just a yeah. straight. It's a straight copy of Akira Kurosawa, <laughs> but done really poorly. Actually, like <laughs> like one of the key things about Kurosawa are long takes, letting things breathe, but also letting the movement. But they just took things like, like the movement in the background, like a lot right. of things, like someone walking slowly straight at you, a samurai. And like right. windy, super windy in the back, and everyone running around, but him coming slowly at you. Like they did that, right? But then when it hit, when it came to the action scene, there were like a thousand cuts. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. It was kind of yeah. a poorly done action scene, so that was kind of annoying. <laughs> That's funny too. I mean, because all those all those directors who worked on Mandalorian all love all that stuff, and they know the references. Yeah, you know, it's so not like I, it's not like I, they 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 accidentally you know, copy to Kurosawa. Like yeah. that was very much on purpose. So. Yeah, no, it, 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 it had, I mean, that's, it's, it's cur It's just what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's no right. question about what it is, Right. but then they do it poorly, which was kind of a, I was kind of pumped for it. I was like, Oh, he, they're doing like the samurai part. Like, cool. Yeah. And that was kind of poorly done. And then the, he has other ones. Um, the Coen brothers shot reverse shot. He talks about how they do, their, how their close-ups and their dialogue so interesting and how they only use these wide-angle shots real close right. to an actor. Mm -hmm. They never do the standard shoulder-over-the-shoulder shoulder kind of thing that you right, normally right. would see. They get right up in, in, in people's grill, and it's... <laughs> I never I never noticed it until he mentioned it. I was like, you're right, yeah. they do, and it's it's so effective, but they're also brilliant writers, so yeah. I feel like you could shoot their stuff anyway, and it, it would be great. But that that's it for nice. recommendations for me. Yeah, and uh, I'll just I'll follow that up with just one more, only because it relates to that is uh, is the podcast um, still untitled the Adam Savage Project. 
they they do a lot of a really awesome podcast but they do a lot of kind of spoiler episodes which go in depth and behind the scenes like with all sorts of cool shows and movies and and they do a bunch of stuff on the Mandalorian too which is why I thought about it. and that was actually on my list as a recommendation so well there are no longer at all Mm-mm. or I mean they have there's another version that yeah, Norm sadly. and those guys do without Adam now oh really but like the still untitled they just stopped that right. like 2 months ago yeah, I mean, I know that they had taken a break for a while, and they came back and they did some more. Yeah, um, they're done. They're done now, or at least with Adam Savage. Right. Huh. It's, I mean, still a lot of good shows on there, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's, that was such a good one. I, yeah, just just hearing them just geek out about all that stuff was just really it's fun to listen to. So if you're interested <laughs> right. in any of those specifically movies, they do a really awesome job talking about movies and stuff and going in behind the scenes and you know relating it back to all the inspiration and stuff which is why i think that's a great way to end this uh, episode on on people who love the the craftsmanship and the creativity and all the work that goes into creating um creating a content for people and that's what we do and that's what we love (laughs) so yeah so yeah thanks guys so much for listening this has been it's been a fun one and like i said i have a long list um it's I wish there was a better way for us to communicate with our listeners because I would always say like, let me know what you want to hear. Like if you want to hear more like this, let me know. And you guys can do that. You can put in comments and you know, and I think iTunes and there's different places where you I mean, can comment just, and rate the show. But yeah, I'll, I guess uh, it would have to be our email. Um, yeah, the artocraftsmanship at gmail.com. Maybe yeah. we should get a discord going. A lot of people yeah. do that. Um, yeah, some cool. people, people used to do it for video games. Now they do it for everything. Like, I think Tested has a Discord. Right. Where it's it's just a, a room where people can post just anything. Links. Okay. They can chat. Maybe we get that going. Then people can post projects. Yeah. Ask questions on it. Um, yeah. yeah. Recommend stuff for the podcast. Recommend stuff for the channel. Um, yeah. No, that would be good. I like that. And then we could, you know, be like, hey, ch- you know, check this out. Listen to us here. So if you guys want to do that, if you want to hear that, you know, send us a DM. You can, you can DM me um, at... The Art of Craftsmanship on Instagram, as well as you can DM Devin at his uh, Instagram, which is at The Art of Camera Guy. And uh, you guys can find us on YouTube, The Art of Craftsmanship, and then on the Makery Network, which there may be some changes in the Makery Network, but you'll still be able to find us on the Makery Network. We're still going to be putting out uh, episodes every week. Most likely, we'll just keep it on Friday because that's what we're doing, but there might be a little bit of changes, but hopefully that won't affect anyone's listening. And... Uh, and you can always, if you want to see better content and uh, and help us buy better things and be able to spend more time on our videos, you can go over and you can support us on Patreon. That's it. Devin, always a pleasure. Thanks so much. And it seems like we made it okay without uh, without waking the baby too much. And Yeah, I think we're okay. Cool. All right, brother. Well, everybody, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will talk to you all next time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.